Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Genlock, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Andy Potter, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello! Alex Bonilla. Hola! And John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about the fifth episode of Genlock, and it was a big one. This was a great episode of television, but before we get into it, uh, find you can find more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, so yeah, this was a big episode of Genlock. I really like this one following up on last week's, but let's get uh, your guys' opinions. Beatrice, how did you like this episode? Um, I loved it. I think it was, it's just a great continuation of a solid series of episodes. Yeah. I mean, I have, I don't think there's yet to be one bad episode in Genlock. Um, I still think last episode was better, but I mean, even then, like, that's, that's still like, all of these are great, and this is just a great, fun, exciting episode with big, important information happening, but still also developing characters. And I'm just very, very, uh, pleased with Genlock so far. Yeah, it's it's surprising just how solid this show is, considering how much we memed about it before it started. Uh, Alex, how, how, did you like this episode? I was fine with it. I, I agree with Beatrice that I think I enjoyed the last week's episode a little bit more than this. But uh, out of five episodes, even if it's closer to the lower half, but it's still a good episode. It's keep it's keeping with the with the with the floor of uh, uh, of possibilities that this show has given so far. Um, I think that the Cami stuff in this episode is relative. It, it gets into a lot deeper territory than I thought we were going to get. So I, I appreciated that we're diving right into the aftermath of that for, for her and also dealing with the deeper possibilities of Genlock technology. Uh, again, it, it kind of, this is just my personal hangups that it kind of loses me once we get to the action sequences of uh, although like the the twist is something that is uh, talkable or I don't know if it's called a twist but like it revealed information that will allow us to speculate a lot more on on this and maybe makes it a little bit more interesting now that we have a singular villain at, in addition to the overall villain of the union which we know very little about so I think that overall this episode helps the show to like continue forward and being a, a, a like a, a smarter show than you would think when you first hear mech show. So I, I appreciate that that part of the episode. I, do, I don't think the the humor stuff lands as well as previous episodes. I think that there wasn't as as much character work as previous episodes, but it's still a decent a piece of television. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Before before I get into it, though, uh, John, how did you like this episode? Um, once again, it was very enjoyable. Uh, similar, sort of what Alex and Beatrice said previously. Uh, the fact that this show is as good as it is 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 pretty incredible. Like, I, I actually do like the fight scenes, and and I'm and I'm not a big mech show kind of guy to begin with, but this is enjoyable. The personal interaction is always very good. This one, I actually like the fight scene more than in episode four because when the shat when the shadow, that purple mist came out, I think it contrasted a lot better with the sort of bright, sunny highway than it did in the dark Dallas suburb or whatever that was last in the last episode. It felt a bit more visually interesting, and a bit more engrossing for me. And like what Alex said, the fact that we now have a, a big mech villain that we can now focus on, we have our characters focusing towards, 
uh, wor- works in its favor. Uh, ca- the Cammy stuff, again, very interesting. And if I had like just one little gre- one little grievance is that the season is kind of this season is designed to be pretty short. It's only like about eight episodes. We're on the fifth already, and it just now feels like we're getting going. And I am, you know, going and you sort of I'm sort of having a little bit of Ruby flashback a little bit here. And I hope that does, that's not the case, because this is a really great concept and it's a great idea from Rooster Teeth. And I do hope that we get a pretty solid one season out one season out of this rather than be left thinking that we have a plot that we have to deal with for three or four years or something. But overall, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't really thought about this, the, the Ruby connection with the not ending as quickly, but my overall opinion of this episode is I'm very high on it. I really liked it a lot. I think I'm a little higher on it than uh, Alex and you, John. Uh, I, 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 but I think that comes from the fact that I think this, the headliner here is that this show is consistent. I think this show is just very good at just staying good. I'm I'm enjoying every episode. I'm smiling. I'm it's fun. I think the characters are really solid. They really they really spent the few first couple episodes really hammering in like what what our characters are. And now this episode we really delve in and just I really enjoyed spending like half the episode with Cammy because Cammy is just incredible. Cammy's great this episode. I loved all the little things with Val and Kazu. <laughs> like like being physical like they they were like touching her shoulder or head or just being yeah. generally supportive like there's all these little moments this episode and they in this episode doesn't work unless we had the previous three or four showing us what these characters are like and i've really right. enjoyed it um so i think we can just jump on that i think the headline like the biggest story here is cammy so i think we can just start with cammy she um the episode opens up with a nightmare of her of what happened last episode where she's uh, essentially a big version of herself in her, like, Holon, uh, like, outfit, like, the, the super suit that makes her, like, reflexes faster and stuff like that. But Giant woman dreams. Yes, yeah, giant yeah. woman dreams. And, like, the robots come to get her, and then they attack her, and, like, she fades away into dust. And this is interesting, because, and I really like the way it opens. Um, Beatrice, did, like, did this help color the episode for you? Like, did you really like this opening? I did. I, because... On two fronts. One in the pre- I was I was worried about how they were gonna deal with her trauma, right? Yeah. And the and I like the route that they took in that it's she it it, it kind of gives and it, I like it because it shows us more of who Cammy is as a person. She's kind of the person who was just like power through things, and she was she's just kind of doesn't want to deal with it, but she also doesn't want to like erase memories. I don't know. It's it's just really interesting how. I also got a visual representation of what it might be like for them in these robots. Cause I don't know if like, are they the robot? Are they themselves within the robot? But they're in, the, in this empty space once they're in the Holons. I don't, I don't know, but at this kind of continual like layering that the show does with giving us an idea of what it feels like to be in the it, going through and being in a Holon is just really cool. And I really appreciate how it's not just because if if they had done it all at once, it would have been too much. And if they just don't do it at all and left it to our minds, they wouldn't have been able to have as much fun as they are doing now. And they're they're just presenting a really interesting kind of way to deal with the mind bending that they're doing. And yeah. um, I just I really appreciate it. I just really appreciate how well thought out it has been just psychologically. It's just really interesting. Um, and yeah, I just I mean, I. Cammy is my child. I love her, and yeah. Kazu and Val are her parents, and it was all great. And I just want her to be okay. And yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think it is interesting that they could have just gone like a very basic route with these mechs, like they control the mechs, it's good. But they went this they they, they went deeper. They went like yeah. what would it be like to actually feel like your body is this robot? And they're really delving into it. I think we talked about it a little bit last week and I think we we speculated that they could be going this route a little bit more with identity and stuff like that. And this seems to be hammering home like, yes, this is we're gonna be getting into this. We're gonna be getting into the fact that they feel like they're the robot. Like this is a crazy idea. But um, but uh, before we move on to that, Alex, did did you like this opening? Did you think this was a good way to open the episode and lead in with Ka- this being Cammy's episode, essentially? Yeah, I think that uh, as Beatrice clear, clearly points out, once we end the episode four, the the clear through point is well, how how is Cammy going to react to that? We need to see the aftermath, and so just throwing us into a weird dream sequence kind of throws you off initially, which I think is a good way to start uh, start an episode right after a, a big fight episode so i i i enjoyed the whole atmosphericness of it all specific to the opening and uh, beatrice commented later on the on the through line of of the episode dealing with her trauma uh, i think she covered most of it one thing i do want to point out is i like that the episode doesn't exactly say that it's resolved in any way but it, yeah. it, it's yeah. through it, it carries throughout the episode and it ends with cammy and uh and val rain linking and so the idea is more like we're we're here to help you but that doesn't necessarily resolve the the trauma that's going on and i think that that's the proper way to handle these kind of things not have them be like one one episode aftermath but like something that like comes up time and time again I think that that's a more realistic way of doing it, and I think they handle it in uh, in a realistic way. Yeah, and it's, spe- oh, and it's a special and it especially hands ho- uh, heads home how uh, Cammy is the youngest of the group, and yeah. she's sort of like the kid. She's the kid prodigy. So when you are into that kind, so when you are in that position where her head got ripped off, and it was a pretty brutal thing, especially when it's sort of. It seemed like the for the first four episodes, the premise was that if you were in if you're in these holons, you were almost indestructible that's sort of the vibe that at least i that's what i sort of assumed when i was looking at that so having that experience even if your body is not actually damaged it does if you are that linked it does still have an effect on you and the way they handle that this episode can be especially is i think it's i think it's really really well i think it's really well done and i actually do and i like how it's being used now to really build really to have that sort of team building that they were talking about in episode four and have that go through as alex mentioned so it's uh i think they've really handled it well they've handled it very well especially uh the val cammy relationship when they were fighting the giant mech yeah val and cammy were really really great later in the episode and i think it's great that they kind of had the full conversation about how a support system is supposed to work without ever saying the word support system like it it it, i i really liked it like how everyone was just gathering around cammy and realizing that hey she needs help and it, it was great and this leads directly into, I think, let's, let's talk about the training scene first, where we have this stuff where you were talking about Beatrice, where Cammy can, it, there's this weird, like, level where her brain is digitized, so she can edit herself. And I think this might be the most, not shocking, but, like, strange scene in the in the show. Like, it, it's, it's very, 
I was shocked. I, by would, I would call it very thought provoking. Yeah, because that's it, it opens up a, a lot of possibilities. Yes. With like it, we, earlier, we had uh, uh, Professor Weller um, talking about the possibilities of Genlock. They're like, hey, these people are weaponizing it, but really, this could be our next step as as humanity. Yeah. And like this makes it a lot more clear, like the potential of of Genlock in this universe to the point where now brain is code, and so you can edit it however you want. And that scene where she she realizes she has the option to delete the traumatic memory yeah. like that that brings up a whole lot of things because in in media you're uh, I feel like a lot of times the the message is hey like even if you have bad memories but they end up helping you to build forward uh, build yourself up from there so it makes no sense to to bury those but if you had such an option at your disposal like what would you would yeah. you actually take advantage of that? like that that's kind of a deep deep concept that I wasn't I wouldn't have expected from a show like this and it's I I feel like it's something we'll eventually come back to the is especially given other other characters' backstories that we have not gotten to yet that might have similar um, struggle, internal struggles to deal with. So I, I really lo- uh, love the, that depiction of things, and, and of course, like the idea that you can just like edit your ag- aggressiveness and tenacity. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So like the, the idea that you can edit those as, at will, and like what kind of effects that has on, on your personality and uh, again your identity. Like how how does that work? Where like you can just snap your fingers at any one time and just become a, a person different from what you usually are outside of the mech. Yeah. Like the, the, those are all like deep things that I didn't expect to think about today, but and Locke has done that. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that uh, Rick and Morty episode where Rick and Morty go into that machine and it removes all their like toxic personality too, and it became a whole thing about you know how you need both halves of your personality in order to be a full individual and you learn from those things and all that i, I, I mean on that but sorry no, no, go go. Ahead. because i just on the on the other hand i also think this is just could easily be a danger though yeah because mm, absolutely one you can get is there sort of like an addictiveness to changing like your confidence levels your aggressiveness whatever like you know, that's, that's dealing with hormones and stuff. That's, that's a, that's, and that, and, and if you don't do that properly, if you don't do that under, you know, under care of someone who knows what they're doing, then that could easily mess you up a lot. And that's the danger with, with the brain, like the dopamine levels, like once you mess with them, they, it's a cycle and it's suddenly, it, you won't get high. Sorry, I'm not going to get too scientific, but, um, <laughs> But what I'm saying it's is it could go very saying. it could get very bad. And on the other hand, with with the memories, it's that could easily be used against someone. So, I mean, once we get later into some once we get into other things that happen later in the episode, there is this question of like, well, wait, what if someone gets I mean, I could easily see like a future like in like season, I don't know, four, one of them get taken and then their memories be erased of oh. everybody. You know what I mean? So it could eat it, like their memories could be wiped. And that's if you can just delete it with a click of a button. I, I so it's can. just, you know what I mean? It's, and it's, and then here's the question. Is it only on the robot? Like your memories can be erased or can all your memories, yeah. even the ones you've had outside the robot be erased? It's like, is it, where is the limit here? So it's, I'm not saying this is like bad or anything. I'm just saying there's so many possibilities and it's just kind of crazy. Like, Oh my God, if you could delete memories, should you even delete them? That's just, right. yeah. I, and, and I, it, 
immediately in this scene, in this particular scene, we have Dr. Weller like looking on as this is happening, and he has the option to override Cammy's decisions as well, which also makes you think, well, that he can also do these things by himself. Yeah. So like, yeah. well, when it, when is he going to take advantage of this? Would he use this with without consent of the people in the bodies? Like, it, it, yeah. it just it, just mm. in that scene alone that sets up. Uh, like we, earlier we've talked about Dr. Weller being potentially an antagonist figure and like this specifically opens up a very um morally quandrous uh, avenue for that to happen in the future when, when we see him just like let it happen like okay well cammy is doing these weird things but let, let's see what happens from here so like <laughs> that, that that kind of like attitude could end up doing harm in the future for sure like, this is the most sinister i felt him be yeah like this having this power is the most sinister because then there's that question of, wait, so if he can control your digitized brain, then whose brain is it really? Yours or his? Yeah. So it is this mm. kind of very, there is this kind of, if he is not a good person or, well, not good, but like if he's, if he, he could easily mess up big time. Yeah. Um, if, and like overuse his power and cross a line. Um, so, and, yeah. and, and the other, and the other aspect is you, if you remember going back to episode four, how he says that it feasts on the special neurological whatever of young people and you can age out of the Genlock program. And to, what is it? And to Beatrice's point about the dopamine rush, the hormone rush, Cammy is a teenager and that's the time when your hormones are crazy or at your absolute craziest. So the whole idea that, you know, he could control it and you can o- override it and all that, it does, it does. It really does raise those moral quandaries a lot, though, because it's you're essentially it puts him in a position where he can almost de teenageify somebody or do all that. And given that how we're starting to realize how linked the robot and the human side is, that it is pretty realistic that what happens when you're in the suit is is going to affect you and it's going to be a lot about and it's going to be a lot about your like mental fortitude mental s- mental uh stability and all that and being able to control your emotions is going to be like a real big factor going forward especially in not only just in a fighting context but teamwork and also uh growth for all these characters not mm-hmm. just cammy not just that though it's the question of what I mean, it's the question also going back to identity of, yeah. wait, so if he messes with you, and not only can he de, it's not only with teenagers, it's with everybody who's in these Holland, Hollands. It's like, what can, like, if he decides to do something to you, are you still you? Like, where does you start and the other person end? And it's the same, we're, we're gonna obviously talk about this later on, but when you do do the mental link, it's like, things are gonna start bleeding through. So it's like, in terms, identities are gonna start to blur, not even within yourself, but within you and your connection to everybody else who's in this program. So hmm. it's, 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 it's definitely, um, there's, there's just a lot there that yeah. needs to be unpacked. And we'll see how it ends up going. Yeah, this this whole thing, like when I was leading into it, I was saying it was shocking. I think what I meant by shocking was that it's shocking that we're actually getting into this. We're like actually digging deep in this idea of like how scary and how crazy it is that you could change yourself. In that, like I think in a couple of other pieces of media I've watched, I, I can't name them off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But like I've seen it where they've edited, you've edited yourself and it's shown kind of as a good thing, as like this cool thing. And this is like, no, this is scary. Like you will lose who you are if you do this to yourself. And I think that's a really great move by the show. And it just, 
it's 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 incredible that we're taking this really crazy show about mechs and fighting and like nanobots and like dark mechs and stuff and it's really just hitting home on this thing that i think everyone here can relate to about who you are and i really like that but um what have you done what have you done rooster teeth no but i mean going back to i mean just but also to be clear say for instance i think what's important is the choice of it right so you can't just say for instance she did decide to delete that memory that's still her choosing to delete this thing Right. Whereas, I mean, so it, does that make you less of who you are if you to, decide to? Does that? I'm just saying, like, it, whatever decision you make, the important thing is that you make that choice. That doesn't make you more or less stronger or inferior but, in that sense. Yeah. It's just whatever you. I think it's. I think the most important thing is the agency of it all. There is agency, right, exactly. but I, but I think I do, Beatrice. I think this is just a philosophical thing. Like, I differ from you. I think there is something you've lost of yourself. You delete your memories. But I mean, I agree with you. Mm. I wouldn't have deleted it. But yeah. also, like, if someone decides to do it and like they, for the sake of their health I, or whatever, say because their trauma is way too intense and they can't live, continue living without it, that doesn't make them less of a less of who they are because they decide to, for the sake of their health but, to continue without no, 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 you I, know like in, in future for the sake i'm just thinking of like how well I, it was like oh but like the future like uh uh use of this i guess medically i was like i could understand the process of wanting to do this but i think the question is like i think like yes that person would be a healthier person a happier person but the question remains is is that person on a base level the same person from before they deleted the memories and i think that's kind of what we're getting into like the idea that if if you take away these traumatic moments, like, yes, that's good, but are they the same person at the other end? And I think that's kind of the scary thing we're talking about, because I, from this show, from the way we've been leading into it, I get the impression that maybe Chase's memories have been altered, because yeah. he has yeah. been acting a little bit differently in the in this present than he did from the first episode. He seems just different, a lot more passive, a lot more... He has these brief moments of anger that seem really weird. And in light of the fact that maybe his, he's been altered by Weller multiple times, like that makes a little more sense to me. And okay, um, now sorry, I ahead. have one more point. I have this is no, the last thing I'll say. No, no, no go subject. ahead. This, I, this is kind of like I the meat promise. of the episode. Oh, I promise. But, um, but here's the thing though, like people change in their lives. People change. They're not, you are not the same person you were a year ago, two years ago. But if say, for instance, you are you less of yourself? If you revert back to who you were a day before, you know what I mean? If you just delete one days of days, uh, one event from yesterday, you are just the person who you were the day before. Are you when you Uh, go back to that person? Are you less that person? Are you less yourself just because you are a version of yourself before an incident happens? Is my question like that? that, That's the thing. No, no, no. I'd I'd argue. I'd argue you might be like, yeah, these are the deep philosophical questions raised by the mech anime show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. It's true, though. I, I, I really like this. Beatrice, I would love to talk about this a lot, but there's a lot of there's a lot of episodes yeah, left. Yeah. I, I I really like like this discussion. I agree with John. I think I'm more on John's side here. That I think there might be more you're losing than than purely what you've actually deleted. But I understand where you're coming from. Like it's such it's a very heady idea. Like it's very interesting, and I hope we delve more into it as the show progresses. But we have more to talk about here because we're not even done with the Cami stuff. Because after this training scene, we have this scene where um. Dr. Weller just takes her out, pulls her out, like, hey, we're done here. You're too aggressive. And we have the scene where everyone supports her. We have dinner. Like, people – we have this beautiful shot of um Kazu and Val, like, s- supporting her physically. And then we have this um, kind of silly talk about how they all are having these dreams about being Holons but human. 
And it's interesting because everyone kind of sees themselves a little bit differently. Again, going back to identity, uh, Chase and uh, Cammy are kind of similar in the way they've described, at least vocally. There might be more differences if you actually see Chase's nightmares, but vocally they seem to have a similar thing. But like Yaz, like she doesn't have that suit. She doesn't she doesn't view that suit she wears as part of herself. And then even Val goes even deeper. I mean, like I don't even see a human body sometimes. And it's it's just interesting that we're like we're really getting into the meat here like i i I don't know if there's more to talk about here because we already talked about all that identity stuff but i think this just leads this adds on to what we've already been talking about i mean yes there is stuff to talk about we need to talk about val and yes i know i I mean about the identity stuff oh well speaking specifically to that i I think that that conversation helps to reinforce the idea for people who are still having troubles dealing with it of like yes once they go into these it they're literally feel like they are that hunk of metal like it's not a situation where they're from their bodies and they're like thinking of it but like they're actually walking they think that they're walking and they're holding things and they're seeing things as if they were a giant body so i think that in terms of that the the conversation reinforces that that is how genlock works in case you didn't get it yet which i think that given the complexity of the concept there probably are still people at this stage who are still struggling with the idea of what genlock actually is or not struggling right or maybe like struggling with just how much it like your mind goes into it. Like, like you can be told like, Hey, yeah. your mind does it like, Oh, you can move like your body is their body, but like, it's deeper than that. And I like the reinforcement. Like I, w- yeah. I was just saying that we kind of front loaded the conversation about identity for this. I, the one thing I liked about that though, is that when Cammy described her dream, everybody had it. W- not, it's not that everybody had the same dream. The best part I think was everybody had a different version of the dream. And I didn't, I didn't think about it um, the way Alex did where Yaz didn't feel was it Alex or was it you, Andy? I, I think forgot, I said but, it. I think I said it. Oh, you said it. Sorry. Um, the where it's like Yaz doesn't feel like she's in the suit. That's why she was naked during it. I thought it was just a. Uh, I thought it was just a play in for like a joke where she's like, "I'm naked," and then Kazu and Chase well, it, are like thinking, well, hmm. it, it was a joke, yeah, but I, I think it was supposed to add on more to it too. Right. Yeah, and I, th- I think it did that, and it is interesting. It does play into. I then then Val says sometimes I'm not even human. I'm like. <laughs> okay, I chuckled a little bit at that one too, because it's like, yeah, Val would probably say that, but it was, um, but I thought it was definitely interesting because it definitely speaks to how much they identify with, uh, their robot persona and all that, and, and what varying stages they're part of the program too, and I think that actually does help, and for me at least, it actually does help create a lot more, uh, characterization of each of each individual in the show though too more than just saying like okay oh she's the per- she's the scottish one he's the japanese one uh val's the slightly evil ukrainian one and then yeah and yaz is the fighter pilot so it it adds a lot more to the characters and makes them a lot more enjoyable and stick out a lot more too i mean i will say more I, for me it was it was less a kind of going a little bit away from the identity discussion yeah, sure. though it was it was less about I think what was so beautiful about this moment, though, it was it was basically enforcing this notion that you can talk to people about your issue, about your problems. And you, you they, and then their response may surprise you yeah. because Cammy had been holding it in for 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 a while. Because what was nice about this episode is that we did get like a very small time jump where we don't know how much time had passed since that day. But we know that she's been having She's behind on training, right? Well, this is when she finally opens up to people. And she's like, oh, well, I've been having these, this nightmare, these dreams. And she thinks that she's completely alone on it. But then this is like a, a reminder that, 
in kind of enforcing this kind of family dynamic where they're like, look, we're on the same boat too. We've been having these dreams too. Like you can come talk to us about this stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I also enforces like she is the youngest. And, and, and so of course she wouldn't, she wouldn't think that she could talk to them about it because she hasn't reached that kind of level of maturity where she's like, Oh, I can openly talk about these very personal issues with certain people if I feel comfortable enough with them. Yeah, and I really like right. that. I really like the, it, it's almost a Steven Universe type message. Like you can talk about your problems, which is followed up. I think it, which is again, it reinforced later in this conversation when Yaz kind of implies maybe body dysphoria when she, when she dreams about herself looking differently than she does in real, in the real world. And Val responds with, Hey, I'm here to talk about it if you want. Like, I really liked that. It was it like, again, this whole scene kind of just has this undertone of like joking and like, family banter but there is some real compassion here from the people talking to each other like hey yeah. i'm joking but yeah i am here to talk to you if you need to talk about this and i really like that i think and it's and, and it's so hard to get that balance right yeah. too and they did yeah it, it really does feel really nice alex i know you're trying to cut in earlier was there anything else you want to say about this scene oh well i, I was going to comment that like also i think that the the reactions make it seem like a joke but at the same time i think that her, uh, um, that Yaz being uh, describing it as being naked is also like a, 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 a like a serious reflection on like how much she feels part of of the Genlock of the Holon that like she actually feels like it's just her body you know like she yeah. doesn't have the idea of it being a robot anymore that's how in tune she is with it so like I, I hesitate to even call it a joke because really like it, it's more of just a reflection of how each person um, sees themselves in this system so far. Yeah. yeah, and kind of adding to that, it's more, it's also interesting to know, it's, it's interesting to know how each of them is, the relationship with, between them and their robot in that she sees herself as human, but then Val sometimes sees, sees themselves as, as a, a robot. And it's like, okay, so then what does that, do you see your, are you more comfortable seeing, like, it kind of shows, in a way, their value of their humanity and how maybe for Val, like, it doesn't matter if you're a robot or not, you still have this, this essence of being human, whereas for someone else, it would matter, you know what I mean? So it, there is this kind of very interesting kind of um, insight we get into each character based on how they see themselves within the robot. Yeah, and I think the um, best part of all of this is that the show doesn't imply that any of them are wrong. Like, it, it's, yeah. it, 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 it very, it treads lightly and makes sure to be clear, like, these people have these views, but none of them are wrong in their opinion. Like, I really like that. These people are all having different identities, and they're all good and acceptable, and I really like that. Yeah. Mm. And I kind of also like how it. I, I, I didn't see, like, the. there is humor in that scene, but it was not, like, a joke for the sake of, say, like, say, Kazu and Chase. Like, she didn't say she was naked just for the sake of Kazu and Chase laughing, like, no, aha, no. naked woman. Or, 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 or Val didn't, didn't, like, make, like, a joke in, 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 for the sake of everyone being like, oh, that's Val. That's so Val. Of course they would see themselves as, as, as a robot. It was more of Val being like, oh, so you, there, there is some sort of gender thing here and I can poke at you and, like, see it, see how you react. Yeah. And there is this kind of a little slight flirtation there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, it was, yes, there's humor in it, but it's not, for the sake of someone else it's humor or for, for them. mocking, it's, it's humor for that they exactly, and it's they, they themselves are the ones instigating the humor in a way. So, um, so they're always in control, it, you know. It, so it's never, it's not something that, for me, I would find like I don't know, I wouldn't read that as something that it's in in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like a sitcom or anything like that. It's just that these are people, just they have in jokes, they have things that they like to poke at each other about, but they're all nice about it, and I really like that. There's no one here who's just mean. 
which I think is important in this scene. But I also think, I think you kind of touched on it, Beatrice, that Kazu doesn't really talk about anything here. And I, yeah. think, that, I think that the next person we're going to be seeing on screen is going to be Kazu. I think the next episode is going to be about Kazu because we haven't seen a lot about him. And I think that's on purpose. I think we're holding out on his identity stuff now on purpose to see maybe there's part of his backstory is that he has, there's a struggle there with how he views himself. But that's jumping ahead in this discussion of this episode because I think we still have a lot to talk about because we're still just talking <laughs> about identity because it's so deep in this episode. So I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to put a ribbon on the, I want to put a little, uh, a pin in this, sorry, in a, a pin in this discussion by finishing off by talking about the melding of Val and, uh, uh, Cammy in the, in the final fight yes. scene because they, they meld brains and Cammy speaks Russian for a second and they share their vision and together there's this cool moment where there's a finger gun from Cammy and Val shoots the <laughs> robot and it's really fun and really cool and there's all these other implications to it as well. And uh, for me, this was probably the coolest moment in the episode. And then as I looked back, I also had this really like thought provoking moment of like thinking about all the melding and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, I mean, for me, the most, the thing is, is, for instance, if language can bleed through, right, if that's, if that can blur, what other things can blur, like can say, if say someone is, is upset, will their emotions bleed through to someone else when they're linked, or say it, and one, and two, like, will that continue once they're out of the robots, or for instance, say, for instance, like um jazz jazz is a little confused with with gender and then her and val link up will will that will like will some sort of um uh kind of understanding of like or knowledge kind of link into it you know what i mean it's like it's like how far do like how far do we get um will we go with this kind of blur or is it just little snippets or will they start copying their mannerisms or whatever and not just that but it's it's that question of if you are linked to someone for so long and your will your mind start becoming one, when do you stop? When do you, and then if that's the case, when do you stop being you and start being a fusion of you? Yeah. And I'm almost, I, I'm almost hesitant to like be like, can we push this off a little bit? Cause I want to still talk about people's individual identities. You know what I mean? Like I really right, like, yeah, yeah. That. I feel like that's a lot more relatable, a lot more understandable, but still this is a really deep thing to go into. And I really like that we're doing it to be clear. It's just, I think I connect a lot more to Cammy adjusting her own emotions because that's a lot more, um, I think relatable. Cause I've all, there's sometimes where I'm like, I wish I was more confident. I wish I could just push a slider up and be like more confident in how I act. And I think this is more just like, sci-fi melding of brain stuff and that's cool and i really do am glad like i'm really glad we're delving into it but i think it's maybe a little much of a stretch to say that we should be going into it now i almost wish i, 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 almost, oh, I thought we were talking um, about val uh, and her linking oh no 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 no, 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 no. I, I, i'm sorry i'm saying i'm, I'm saying that I. you I mean the show, show is, she, is getting into this a little too early yes thank you i will in the show's defense on this one, the two times they've done it now so far, they've been sort of, they've been, it's been only two characters, it's been quick, and it's been spe- situation specific. Yeah. So I think right now, it's a sort of, okay, we need to, def- it's more a case of a, okay, we need to beat this enemy, we need to meld minds because we have, because of something happened to one character or the other character has a different thing. I think they're keeping it, I think, I like the fact that they're introducing it, but I think right now they're keeping it more or less under control for now. We're not getting into that deep stuff. 
just yeah. yet. It almost feels like this seems like a hook for next season for me. Like, I would kind of hope that. Like, I do like that it ties into the themes that we're getting into, but I hope that it's not, like, the crux of the season quite yet. I want I want to right. delve more into understanding these characters as themselves before we delve into them mixing mannerisms more than... than like, I, I want to be very... Um, familiar with like Val, Cami, and Kazu before we start mixing up their stuff. Right. And we and, and we and we just had the moment where we learned how they dream differently too. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and these guys couldn't be any. These guys might be some of the most individualistic. Um, as in what I mean is like very distinct already too. Yes. And in almost every way possible. And, which so yeah, absolutely. Ex- explore that before we start doing like this whole big. Before they become mech version of Obsidian or something. I just really like that they've found a reason narratively for the diversity of the show to matter and to not feel like him. Like, it feels like this diversity is important for the story they're trying to tell. And I really, really like that. These people are all very different. They're all from different backgrounds. And I really just enjoy that a lot. It's, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. And I, I just like all these characters so much the more we see of them. And, uh, I think we're going to move on from this conversation. This was a great conversation. I really want to talk about this more, but there's just so much more we have to talk about in this episode. So I think the next biggest thing we have to talk about here is the dark mech, because this is the thing from episode four. And we kind of touched on the fact that it was here and we had a big fight with it. It wasn't as anime fight scene as last episode, but it was more just here's a couple of little plans that we enact, like Val sniping it and um, Chase coming in and knocking it over and tackling it. But the big story here is that it has a couple of phrases that are kind of garbled and hard to understand. And before we talk about it, I'm just going to read them off for the audi- for the listeners in case that uh, they missed it. Because the mech says four lines. The first is just Miranda when it when it uh, st- stops in front of the truck that Miranda's driving. It says, "You think too loud. You haven't shut up since your birthday." It then says, "Let the good times." Oh, that, that's roll. directed at Cammy, by Th- the way. Thank you, thank you, Alex. It then says, "Let the good times roll." I think that's when Chase. Right before Chase shows up, is that correct? I think it's when Chase is fighting him. Yes, yes. And then copy, kill copy <laughs> when he's fighting Chase. Uh, yeah. so there's implications here. I think this is probably the most theory, like, like this is the most part where we're going to talk about like theories of what's going on here. So, uh, it, it, Beatrice, did, 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 did this start making your head like whir, like the gears spin? Okay. So I'm going to be <laughs> honest. The first time I watched the episode, I didn't even hear the robot. Same. Like, like same. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, no, but here's the thing. I heard every other character. So it yeah. wasn't just like all the dialogue, just the robot. I just heard garble and I was like, okay, whatever. Like people, I was like, wow, they're not saying like, wow, we're getting a lot of reaction shots, but I don't understand, but sure. Why not? And then I was like, but I was happy. Then I, I went on our discord plug in for our discord and, um, and then everyone was talking about it, and I was like, wait. And then I went back and watched it again and actually listened. Uh, and yeah, that happened. That was a thing. Yes. Oh, God. Like, Chase, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some implications here that Chase, the, the Chase we have may not be the real Chase, or that his memories have been altered, or that he's a clone or something. There's there's some stuff here. And I mean, but he, I mean, look. Copy could just be, you know, like when you talk in a walkie-talkie, yeah. like copy, kill, copy, you know, like it doesn't necessarily mean like he's his copy. No. Maybe. I mean, granted, he is, but it, it's 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 fine if it's not true. I just like this is this is good mudding of the waters either way yeah. that he says this. Uh, I I want to kind of throw it here, here Alex, because you had struggles with this with the robots talking, and I don't think that yeah. that's 
I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm saying, like, this is true. Like, the voices are distorted, stuff like that. And this is, like, the ultimate version of that. Like, it's garbled as much as possible. And I'm thinking that maybe that's a mistake. Because, like, did it, did it affect your enjoyment of the show, not being able to understand the people talk? I mean, I'm sure it did. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm already in a, in a biased position because I, I'm not that into the fight sequences in this show to begin with. Although I will say that uh, you were speaking to something about how this uh, fight sequence, uh, I think, is a little cleaner. Or maybe John said it. But, like, because it's, like, taking place in the daytime, it's taking place on a highway it's like meshed with a car chase sequence. So I feel like it was a lot easier to follow than some of the other fight sequences in this show. So I think it's fine. It's fine, but the garbledness is just annoying in terms of like later you find out that these are important. Oh, or not important, but like they open up the possibility for the story to be a lot more complex than you would think it is at first listen because then it's just like, okay, well just they're facing the same robot again and like making weird noises uh well let's see what happens let's see when he shows up next time so yeah um um, yeah so it's it's a decision i'm not gonna say it's a bad decision because also there's something to be said for the idea of like for casual viewers will see a show one way and hardcore watchers will get like an extra layer of uh, of uh, investment if they pay attention sort of thing so i think that there's some validity to that kind of thinking but uh yeah i don't know it it definitely makes the robot a lot more interesting if you know the lines he's saying for future episodes like if i went met into next episode not knowing what he said then then i think that would be a problem yeah it, um, I, I get what you're saying, I, Alex, and I think that shows have done this, a lot of animated shows have done this, like Gravity Falls has done this, where, like, the casual viewer, like, hey, it's a fun show, like, there is some mystery here, but you can just watch the mystery as the show unfolds, or you can be, like, the hardcore fan and, like, really delve into, like, all the stuff that's being shown in, like, the in the end titles stuff. I forget all the things they did in that show, but there's a lot of stuff in there where they hid stuff they did, from the audience. The, the, the puzzles yeah, where, like, the key was puzzles. hidden in the episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, John, sorry, you were going to try and say something. Um, it was, It's sort of on a... It's, it's, it's sort of tangent to what Alex said, and this is a philosophical question for me because we have not talked enough about philosophy in this episode yet. Um, if a, given this is a mecha, I mean, we all sort of believe that the personal, we, I think it seems like the general consensus is the personal relationships are a lot more, uh, they stick with us more than the mech fights. Given that this is a mech anime, is, does that, does that reflect poorly on the show if the mech fights aren't the star? Well, I- that's what I'm, I, I think well, I mean, I prefer that they're not the star because, like, I think that the, the, if they're doing great at the relationship stuff, so like, if you're doing great at one thing just because it's a different from what your genre usually does, that doesn't make it bad. Like, I think that that actually makes it stand out. Yeah. I, and I mean, I mean, to be fair, they're in the mech suits for like half the ep- for more than half the episode. They're in the training. They're in the final in the third act. It's all they're all in their suits doing the mission. So it's not like the fights aren't. It's not like them being mechs is the most minuscule part of the show. And it's not as if it's not important. I mean, we just had an entire discussion about who they are. Like all these elements, all these themes are the driving for it. Like the reason they we can have these discussions is because they are being put in these mechs. Oh, no. So it's, I don't think the I, show is, there's, there's, you can criticize the show for that being not the star. Um, and I mean, and that's, and that the thing is a lot of times the action is what propels the story forward because these are the incidents that cause the next thing yes. to happen. The next thing. So right. it's not, um, 
done in a wrong way. If anything, it's more just some people may gravitate more toward the fight scene. Some people may not. It's just. Uh, yeah, like I've, I've, I've heard people praise these fight scenes. Right. So I'm sure that works for some people. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying this to knock the show. I'm because I, I love the personal stuff. And I think the mech fights are actually pretty good. It's just that last fall I watched a mech. I watched a mech anime. And for me, the big and I and for me, the big thing was it's like the personal relationships uh, were so good. And the the mech fights sort of felt overshadowed a little bit. And I'm not as and I'll just fully admit, I'm not as deep into the mech genre culture as maybe you guys are. So I always feel like if <laughs> you're not. Saying, <laughs> ha, ha. <laughs> I don't know. Well, as maybe some of our listeners are just for me, it feels like if you're telling me it's a mech show like the like it should be you know mech forward it should be more mech forward it, like it's, it could be a great show but it might not be a great mech show it's i like i i don't know it's just it's just something i was thinking about a lot in this show like i think it's a great show but i feel like if i brought this up said wow you brought this to an anime con and i said guys did you see genlock and they're all mech fans they would look at me like i'm from a third planet um, well i, I think, think your so. idea is skewed there because <laughs> Like I, I think that just because one set one segment of a show is maybe not as good as other shows, but on the in the overall product, it can still be better. So like I, I think that that I think you're underestimating fans of a certain genre there. And, yeah, I, I and not just that. But yeah, sorry. I, I, I just don't think it's. Im- I don't know if it's important because I think that like the fact of the matter is if you're making a good show, that's what matters. Like this show is good. Right. This show is good at what it's doing, and I think kind of like. To throw my, I didn't get a chance to throw my hat into what you're saying, John. And the fact is that I think that this show is great at this feedback loop, where they have these anime mech fights that lead into more character building directly because of the fight that happened the previous episode. And I feel like that's just gonna be what we're doing. And I think they lead together so well because the mechs affect the identity themes that we're talking about, and they have these identity crises out crises outside the mech or in the mech, and then they have another fight, and then we do it all again. And I think these lead into each other very well, and. Maybe the fights aren't the highlight, but they are the impetus for everything that's happening in the show, which is what's important. Mm. No, no, I, I, def- I definitely agree. I definitely agree to that point. Um, but anyways, this is let, let, we still have more to cover the episodes. So let's let, let's kind of rapid fire get through the rest of the episode. Should we should we go back to theorizing what this robot actually yeah, is? Yeah, uh, we, we, yeah. Let, let me know. mention the next scene and then we can because I think the next oh, scene yeah. it, it, uh, has to do with that because the next thing I want to talk about is the Chase and Miranda Miranda scene. Where Chase is talking about, uh, or Miranda's asking him to come back to the Vanguard, and Chase is like, I'm so different, I'm a ghost, and he doesn't think he'll ever be whole again. And I think there's this implication that it's both physically and mentally, like he won't be himself again. And that's obviously what we were talking about with identity, that's a very big deal. And so, this kind of, I think, wraps into the fact that maybe he's not the real Chase. The fact that he's a clone, or his memory's been altered, and I, I just think the show is, I think this is where the show is going because we we've talked about it multiple times now that Chase does not feel like himself. Uh, right, it, it, Alex, mm-hmm. you were trying to jump in here about this. I think. Well, yeah, because I think that's I think at this point that's the prevailing theory almost that yeah. our Julian is the clone, and I just I. I I'm still leaning towards maybe the other, the, the evil robot is the clone yeah. and Julian is the broken original that like doesn't feel like he can ever get back to his pre broken state. But I, I think that because when we see him die, like there's the nanotech stuff that comes over him. So like that gives, gives an obvious opportunity for cloning. And now that this evil robot has nanotech capabilities, like he always brings, it always brings up that uh, giant nanotech shield when he's fighting the Genlock 
robots. So I, I think that there is a distinct possibility that it's this evil union robot that's actually a clone of original Julian. And like our person is the original, but also like he's just in a totally mentally broken state given that he's been separated from society for four years. He's still in a tank. Yeah. And also like, I, I think that that still is valid as a, as a theory. Uh, I get that the, the, our one is the clone has, has been getting popular and might end up being the, more likely the right thing. But I, I think that there's a chance that it might be the other side. I, I actually kind of like that, Alex. I think that might be a little more interesting if, cause I think that kind of be like an easy way out for Chase. If like, he's like, Oh, I'm not real. I'm not the real one. Like that could be kind of just pay off. Be like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here, Miranda, but I think it's a lot more human and a lot more difficult to handle if he's like i am the real me like this is me and i have to deal with this and i kind of like that a lot uh, did do either of you at john or beatrice did, did um what's your how do you lean on this theory with chase being a clone or not i mean okay so here's the thing my biggest thing with chase being the uh, the clone would be well then what is his body yeah like why do we have his body here like is this is is this even his body and if it's not then why are we going so far and like why go through the trouble why not just say we the only way to save you was just to digitize your brain you know what i mean so i do think it, that is his body um but, I mean, there could be, there's like, a, for instance, there's a theory, um, that Needle presented on our Discord, another plug for our Discord, um, that what, that the real Chase is dead. Yeah. And that both of them are mm. copies. That's right. That could be a thing, yeah. So that could mm-hmm. be a thing. So maybe it's like the real Chase is, is gone, which, to be honest, I kinda like that idea. Because then it's like, okay, so Miranda can get her closure that the real Chase was, is gone. Then you can have these two separate entities and you can see, like, how you can deal with the whole, like, clone, like, who am I then now if I have all these memories of someone before me or am I a continuation of this person or not? So you can do something there. Um, I And also, again, if if they can alter their memories, so the union can probably alter um other chases memories and maybe the other chases told that he's the he's the true version when he's not like we don't know yeah i mean there's also the question of like maybe the nanotech can learn so maybe it's not maybe there was a moment where it kind of grabbed on a chase or something and then it it learned it and now it's just mimicking him and maybe it's not even a copy that's a very comic book idea beatrice and i think i I kind of like that but I, or, you know, yeah, what if or, you, what if Chase is infected? Like our Chase is infected by the Nano, and that's how he ooh, knows oh, about Cammy. Okay. Because yeah. that, that that is a uh, that is a wrench here, right? Because he refers to Cammy. It's like you think too loud. You haven't shut up since your birthday. Perhaps referencing second birthday thing. Yeah. So like it it, it might need to. It, it still might need to be something where Chase need this version needs to know the Genlock people, and our version of Chase didn't do that until very recently. But if it's a situation where our chase is infected somehow and that's how the copying is happening then that could be another I mean, way to get was the implication that there are still nanobots in his yeah body. exactly so uh-huh. maybe he maybe they're spying is through chase yeah. like and remember chase was the one who said to to weller he was like how do what do we know about this guy like how do we know so much about him like what it, like we haven't talked about this robot yet maybe weller knows yeah. that chase is the link and chase does it and he doesn't want to tell chase this because then chase is going to have to deal with the fact that he's a mole you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. On, on, like, on, like, uh, accidentally, of course, but maybe he is. And, you know, there's this other theory on Discord. Again, plug for Discord. Oh my um, God. From Dylan, 
from Dylan, he was like, okay, well, what if all the Union soldiers, like, okay, all, like, the Union soldiers are people that the nanotech killed. So then there's, like, this question, like, well, then this hit me of, like, well, what if Chase died so the nanotech can take over Chase, but he got resuscitated back to life? So now it's like, well, what do you do if, like, someone dies but then gets brought back to life? And it's like, okay, well, then now there's, like, two. There's the nanotech version for the Union, and then there's the actual original one. So there's, like, you know, there's, like, a million different. There's a lot here. And I think, again, I think this clone stuff does tie into identity, the themes of identity well, and I really like that. Like, they're very, they're being very tight with their themes, and that's always good with a show like this. It really helps hammer home stuff like this. And I... Again, this is a cool conversation, but we're almost an um, hour in. Sorry, John. Do you yeah. want to say something really quick here? Because then I want to move on to another scene. Yeah, no, I was going to, like, give, give give my theory. Unfortunately, it's not as good as Beatrice's or as good as what Alex's is. But um, I'm taking the safe route is that Chase was dead and his brain took so much damage that parts of him have been left behind as it were and also the fact that five years have passed since he died i think it's one of the it could be one of those instances and now i'm going back to sort of another anime i saw last fall where it was a zombie land saga where a character died and forgot much of her life before she was dead maybe that's a similar situation here where it's like he has partial memories of when he was alive and like other stuff has just been lost to time he's kind of getting that back i like the copy theory, the clone theory, I think those are definitely in play. Uh, Weller absolutely knows, and he's and I think he's gonna like wait to reveal stuff, which is great because that makes Weller all the more intriguing as a character. Um, but I do think that this might be his actual body. I think he just has they lost a lot of his memories in the crash, and I think it's more about him gaining those back. And maybe he could tap he taps into Genlock more than any of the others so that he knows different memories, different thoughts of each character. So like, you know, Cammy and his Cammy and her birthday remark. So I, think I think that was referring to second birthday though, guys. I, I don't second, think he actually I, I knew. I think the other about, implication is that it could yeah. be about Chase's sister. Like it might be. Something right. Like, oh yeah. That That's, that's the thing I jumped to, but yeah, second birthday is also something in my brain for that scene. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, this is, again, I, I, we have more to talk about. I'm sorry, John. We, we have a lot mm. to get over here because I want to talk about really quickly, Dr. Weller, because we have the scene with Chase and Dr. Weller leading into along with all the stuff we're talking about where doc, where dr weller says have you ever seen me sleep which i think is a throwaway line <laughs> but i think we're also supposed to be like is dr weller not human I, I i think that's kind of the implication with this scene that he may be a robot but i think that's kind of like it you you forget about it because it's in the middle of all this cammy stuff all this stuff with cammy changing her brain and all that uh, did did any of you else oh. get that vibe from this that maybe Doctor Weller's not human? No. Uh, no. Huh. I I, uh, I maybe not not maybe not not human, but I I kind of am in into the idea that he's a he's a robot theory because of the fact that he's coming from some secret division that has advanced technology. So the idea that he could get away with being a robot without anybody noticing is sort. I think it's sort of believable enough, like considering the the, the brief background we've been given on, like the fact that they developed this whole Genlock program without this division of the army even knowing uh, also like if you want to make like a joke theory like you can also say like hey he has a strong connection with that robot he reprogrammed to do gilbert and sullivan lyrics so like yeah. 
I, I think there is a slim possibility that is a, that is yeah. It's not th- my th- that that could happen. It's not my I, leading possibility. It's not my leading theory. It just I think it just is is the show subtly going like yeah. There's there's a lot you can do with the Genlock program. Like stuff like this is possible. Like it keeps your brain thinking. Keeps it kept me thinking at least that there's more here than we're seeing. With a lot of the people here, I I I I just thought it was a, a fun throwaway line. Like yeah. he's working so like he's working so hard to perfect this technology I, and to you know to, to defeat the union that he just that he'll like only sleeps like maybe one hour a day or he's just hopped up yeah. on so much Red Bull. But also meta wise, I think it would be really fun if David Tennant was just a robot and like <laughs> and, and later on we get evil robot David Tennant. That just seems like such a fun thing to hear. But um, can he can not he please say exterminate? Yeah, can no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. I want stuff like that. That's the kind of ham I want from David Tennant as a robot, Beatrice. But um, now that we're talking about it, I think a reason I don't like this episode as much not enough Doctor Weller. Like he has that one one scene, and that's kind of it. Yeah, Doctor Weller. So like, we we were really lacking in David Tennant. I I, I need my doses, and this episode <laughs> give me my Didn't dose. Give you so yeah, for Ducktales. Yeah, it's coming soon. Disney <laughs> SD. Um, March. Let's uh, let's just do rapid fire. We're almost done with the episode because there's a couple things here. Cammy's designing her new robot, her new robot uh, exterior. Like she's getting her legs, her like robots or er, rabbit stuff. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, I guess lack lack of sleep is also a theme in this yes, episode. Because, so like, but both Cammy and them, and maybe that that leads to Doctor Weller later like making rash decisions, and we can like the, the show will try to explain. It's like, oh well, he's not getting enough sleep. That's why he's maybe he's being a bit more aggressive than he usually is. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's like, some connection we could do later with that. Yeah. Like if Cammy is Weller's daughter. I'm just more. On they're board. both Scottish. I'm just more on board with Doctor Weller having something up with him due to the Genlock program because I think it would again tie into this idea of identity that this because I feel like it'd be really strange if the person who's supposed to be the mentor figure hasn't wrestled with the main theme of the show. But I don't want to get into this again because there's still so much to talk about. Did you guys? Are you guys excited for next episode that hopefully Cammy is going to get her rabbit robot? <laughs> I hope so. Mm. I, I just I just hope she gets it before the season's done. I don't want this to drag out to the second season. Yeah, I was kind of expecting her to have it for this fight, honestly. Now, can, can I ask, this little tiny robot bunny pet that she has, that, that has that appeared in previous it, episodes? It just showed yeah, up. It has. Showed I've seen up it a few weeks. Just with no introduction, Alex. It's apparently just, like, something she has. I just assumed it's just... Well, because I, I've, we've, we've seen it in the intro, obviously, yes. but I don't remember actually seeing it in an episode it until was in today. The, it was in the montage of them, like yes. the training montage, I think, and it was in the last episode where they were like eating, eating, like they were like, it was them eating and then it was training, getting okay. beat up and training. And then she was there with her little pet. Yeah, does um, it have a name okay. yet? So it, I don't think it does. I don't think it has a name yet. No, no. it probably, yeah, I'm so. sure it's on the wiki. Yeah, we, 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 I guess, uh, that, that, I'm more excited to see more of the little bunny rabbit than I am to see I don't the, think it's a bunny, update. though. It's like the, a fox. Her ears are, like, too short to fox. be bunny. Her name is McLeod. It's clearly a fox. Her, it's a fox. It's uh, a fox. Fine, it's fine. a fox. But I'm more excited to see more of that than I am to actually see the updated Genlock robot. Its name is Nugget. Wow. Sorry, just to be clear, its name is Nugget. Nuggets? Nugget? I love Nugget. It's a Nugget. robotic Come on, dog. Chief, give me merch. Or it's, or it's, okay, Nugget never mind. Merch. The saying dog-like, so I'm assuming they don't know. <laughs> no, take that. But no, but it's Nugget. No, 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 sorry. I Nugget is correct. Right. Nugget is correct, Beatrice, okay. but the, 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 the species. Stop playing with my emotions, Andy. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, we, 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 that, was, that was a strange little sidebar there. But um, I think also we have to talk about everyone gets new uh, new toys. 
Uh, Chase now has wings, like we saw in the intro, but they're not as fancy as the intro wings. Uh, Val has a sniper rifle. Kazu gets a sword, and Kami gets these drones, and Yaz gets a laser. And I think that this is the beginning of us getting more anime, more specialized anime fights. And so I'm sure Alex and you're going to be so excited because soon we're going to have these crazy fight scenes with everyone running around and yelling to each other for like a whole episode now. Because that's what this is leading up to. That's what the finale is going to be, Alex. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that when Kazu pulls out his sword, I'm like, okay, this is a Voltron move because all the Voltron robots have swords. So. Yeah, that, that reminded me of that. Oh, oh, one thing I before I forget from like the uh, uh, speaking of Kazu, like also like he like rams into the wall like the Kool Aid Man. I appreciate <laughs> that that move. I didn't make that connection. But and he's great. red. He and he's, he's red. red. So he's great up until he pulls out the sword, then becomes a little cliche. But like his entrance to the fight scene was really good. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, like just yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, he he's great because he he even enjoyed when Cammy like beat him up. Yeah. Oh so. no, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was good. And I also um I also like the little banter with uh, Cammy being like, "I wish you had laser eyes, not just a laser on your wrist." Oh yeah, yeah that was pretty good. <laughs> and Yaz just like not having it. Yeah, Yaz is just like <laughs> the professional, and I think Yaz is a very good straight man for this group. I I thought yeah. Yaz was going to be the straight man. But it's clearly Kaz, and I really love it because Kazu is just kind of absurd. Like when he was just like, "Yeah, that Kaz was great. That was great." When she Kaz just up. like pulls out his electric guitar in the morning oh, yeah. to wake people he's like, up. He's like, "Wake Cammy up!" He's like, "This is all. This is for you." No, this is for the gamers that spent all night playing games. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was so good. It's like I don't think the humor is like very in your face, but I think the little moments are very funny because we really enjoy the characters. Uh, yeah. it, it, the humor adds to the personalities, yes. I think. It, 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 Everything adds to each character's character development. But it's not supposed to be laugh out loud funny on purpose. Exactly. I like that. I like that. It's not the focus. Uh, yeah. what, what, what else happened this episode? Was there anything? Oh, I wanted to talk about Henry Wu. Not, not necessarily because of his role in the episode. He wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very big. But he was voiced by a well-known YouTuber. Uh, I don't know if any of you know how to pronounce this, his tag. It's Pro ZD. Uh, pro Pro ZD. I, I want to say. I, I want to. I think that's how you say. It. I know him. I've known of him. I've watched his videos before, and I just wanted to say like that's cool. Like they're getting in more people from YouTube. And oh, they're... I love him. Yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> he, he has a lot. He used to be really big on Vine. Uh, and I when I was watching the episode, I did recognize his voice, but I was like, where have I heard that from? And then someone said his name, and I'm like, oh yeah, him. He's he's a really funny guy, and I. He he's just he's he just he deserves to have a to be doing cool stuff like this. Like he was in um the uh anime detective show for Crunchyroll as well. Like he 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 does mm-hmm. some fun stuff. He does very fun stuff. Yeah, on on Twitter it said that this would be his first appearance. So I guess this is going to be a recurring character. Uh, I, there's very little that we have to go off of it, but like he seems the character seems very talkative yeah. and like, hey, can I look at that robot? Or like, I'm I'm in love, but with the robot, not with you. Sort of. So like, it's it's kind of like a fast talking scientist yeah. person. He's he's, so. he's known for he's known for his comedy, so I'm not surprised that his character is a little more jokey. Uh, and okay. I'm, 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 I'm assuming at least one more episode for this character. I'm not sure I see him being here for longer than that, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. He's a cool guy. Uh, is there, is there any theorizing we need to do on what the scientists were uh, doing there? Or is it just basic, like, I don't know. Okay, well, I do have. Us is this your last theory, I, Beatrice? Well, no, I have one oh more God. theory Here, that, that I could save at the end, but, um, I will ask, like, wh- 
Why were they going to blow? The, I mean, if there's already if they're bringing in these prisoners, what are the chances that there are already more civilian prisoners inside the well. facility? Yeah. Why would are. they blow it up if there's a small chance? Like if they're bringing them in, of course, chances are there might be more inside. Yeah. I agree. I agree that there's the chance. That was my one gripe of the entire episode was like, of like anything. That was my only thing where I was like, wait a minute. Like why this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I feel like in the, in the planning before like they did mention something like, Hey, we should go in and check, check it out before we do the blowing up. We don't actually see that once we get there. So it's a little, it's a little confusing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not clear whether there's more people there. It might be that like there are people there and they're in the, veterans of the army are like yeah there's probably other prisoners there but we can't spend time to save them which is messed up but i'm not sure if the show implies that at all we will i guess we'll have to wait till next episode to see if that's brought up but i'm not sure it will be uh yeah i i I, this episode this episode there was a lot that happened a lot with the themes i think that's i think was there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up in terms of like the beat by beat of the episode so that that's the end of my outline I mean, can I can I say my wild theory? Yeah, we can if, if, uh, we can your theory if there's no one else that has anything ideas about um. Yeah, go, go ahead. All right, then Beatrice. Okay. What's your crazy so, theory? All right, it's not crazy. It's it's substant. I have I have substance to it. <laughs> all right, Beatrice, so, throw it at me. Guys, Miami exists. Like you know how Florida's oh gone, but there's still like a little strip left, and that little strip goes all the way down, and that falls with Miami. Miami's still there, people. Is this- it's there. I thought this was like a story-based theory. You're just like, my no, of course. This is the silly one. It's probably like, hey, hey I'm all for it. I love geography. So like, I'm into the idea of imagining what the Genlock world is like. Now tell me, Beatrice, how does the seawalls work where they were able to save Miami, but they weren't able to save the Everglades? Here's what I think. Here's what I it's think. Underwater. I think that the Union's actually, like, alien-based, because we still don't know exactly what the Union is. I mean, yeah. So I think it's alien-based, and they came crashing down to Miami. Like, that's that's how they crashed into. So mm-hmm. they destroyed most of it, but Florida, like, but Miami, I mean, no, sorry, not Miami, Florida. They destroyed most of Florida, but, I mean, no, the best part of Florida still exists. I, I Miami. Was, I was on Let's board go. with Beatrice until you got to the aliens. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I, I Miami's on board. <laughs> Wait, on the aliens? But that's, like, a legitimate theory for, no, like, what's the actual theory? Theory? I was just like, this is What cool. are you talking about? You know, like, I'm, I'm just like cool like miami could be underwater that could be a cool set piece an underwater city no but there's an actual land the strips are actually yeah, there. there's no, like but, land but Beatrice, most of florida's underwater so if they have to I know, but miami is on the coast like I, I, i'm with beatrice this is a very plausible don't theory don't, and like don't give this a well, plausible, i will i will Alex. say it's it's the greatest piece of war in history that they come from the tip of the non-existent floridian peninsula up into georgia and then it's spanned to the entire eastern it's, United I mean, States. it makes like, that the, would be most the sense. most incredible feat of war in I, history. To be honest, I mean, it makes the most sense. Of course, it would cut. Co- they co- would come out of Florida. I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah. the, the apocalypse would come out of Florida. It makes the most yes, sense. Yes. If you're from Florida, this is not a crazy. Listeners, if you're from Florida, thought, we love you. I, I, thought, I thought we love you. I thought apocalypse just came out of Colorado. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. They, the true ones base. come from the true ones come from Florida. Yeah. Listeners, if apocalypse, you're from Florida, Florida, we love you, but. I'm from it, so I can say it. Yeah, say it then, Beatrice. Florida. Uh, also, it, it, no, I mean like I can bash yeah. it because I'm from. It. That's why yeah. I'm saying it's all out of love. Also, listeners from Atlanta, our condolences for you getting dis- destroyed by the nanotech yes, of Union people. So, uh, although it looks very pretty outside oh, in the yeah. suburbs of Atlanta, so like, congrats to you for living there. But apologies that yeah. this show decided to conquer your we'll territory. See if Michelle gets to live through this. You yeah. should have lived in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, then the aliens would just subsume you instead of just being killed. No, they would just be like, we don't want to mess with you. You guys are not worth the trouble. I mean, yeah, that's also true. It's Florida. (laughs) hmm, uh, There's one flaw here, because they decided to attack New York City, and as we all know, Miami is inhabited by half of New York's population in the the winter. I mean, it's like, I mean... True. That they that, that but that's where they start, dude. That's how they got the idea for New York. They started in Miami. They're like, yo, all these people are like from New York, and they bother us. So let's go to the actual source. Ah, okay. Uh, oh yeah, okay. That, 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 that's... really thought for thought of everything. Yeah, yeah. Beatrice, I, I really Beatrice have... has really gone deep with this theory. I like this. Um, <laughs> is there anything else anyone has to say? Any final thoughts before we uh, end this thing? Uh, we need a name oh, for Kazu and yeah, I mean not Kazu and Val. We need a name for them. A ship. Valzu. No, Castle but like, time. Um, what is it? Oh no, it's her. Her name's Valentina. Casaltina. Um, is it insensitive to call it Siberia? No. Why? Because like Japan and Russia are next to each other. I, don't know. I mean, they're not that next Siberia's to each other. Siberia's like the <laughs> other side of Russia, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's close to Japan. No, no, Siberia. No, like the, it's closer to China. The I mean, no. or, oh no, Kam- Kamchatka. That's oh, Kamchatka. Uh, you're, you're, are you just realistic risk Guys, places? Yes. <laughs> uh, guys, guys. That's where um, my geography knowledge comes. Uh, hold it, hold it. Uh, I think she's actually Ukrainian. So yes, she is. Yeah. She is. So I don't yeah. think it's gonna work, Alex. Um. Yeah. So she'd be speaking. Also, she'd be speaking Ukrainian. Um. Side note. Funny note. Uh. I did like Cami giving uh Kazu like the two the two fingered salute. Oh, yes. yeah, I thought that, I thought that was a good little hat tip because she is Scottish. She would give the I'm pretty sure she would give the two fingered salute, not the one fingered salute. So. And it was awesome. it, it's it's a great way to censor the one finger salute. I don't think they could. I don't know if they're they're allowed. I, I mean, I, they, do, they dropped the f bomb. So that's they've dropped the f bomb. They've dropped the s bomb. But well, we could say we could say those words actually. But we can say fucking shit. We're allowed to say those things. Oh, we um we almost made it through the pod without having to say that. Oh well, well actually, Cammy didn't say that in this she episode. Did. She, this episode is pretty yeah. okay in terms of cursing. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, we're allowed to curse here. We can say whatever we want. Oh, we could have done a whole not suitable for work, suitable for work pod. Yeah, that's okay. Um. Anyways, um, uh, my, my my final thought oh, sure. is that I, I'm in the middle of a of a marathon of watching the filmography of the Wachowskis, and I sense very similar themes here in terms of like mind melding and inserting diversity into your into your groups. So like, watch Sensate, you guys. I feel like Sensate is probably the live action version of Genlock. So. Yeah, I mean, go, without go Max and yeah, without Max. But like, if you want to get into the idea of identity, if sh- sharing minds in terms of like uh, like sharing languages and like uh, uh, it, this show might get it. It, it, this show has also gotten into sexuality, something that Sensei has done. So I, I really I, I think I'm into this idea now. <laughs> like Sensei is kind of a live action version of these I, philosophical questions. I, I need to Sensei is like a blind spot for me in terms of show of movies that i need to watch I, I need to go back and watch sense it, it's, a, it's a tv series oh on i'm Netflix, sorry i'm sorry yes. it's a tv show yeah I, i've heard a yeah. lot about it. i've heard a lot of good things though so i, I should probably yeah watch it. also this is kind of like stuff with the matrix too in terms of like thinking that you're something in this virtual world that once you get out of the real world you're something else sort of thing and also the, the matrix deals with the things of identity as oh, well. Yeah, so I, I just I just think that there's a lot of connection here. Maybe this is colored by the fact that I'm watching the movies right now, but I think there's a lot of stuff to connect here in terms of like the philosophical ideas that uh, that this show is trying to tackle have been tackled well by other people as well. Yeah, I, that is, I I can see that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dig into here because it's not a Wachowski podcast, but I do think that um Alex, you're right that a lot of their stuff does delve into the same themes. There's a lot of similarity in their their 
their quest to try to understand their own identity through their movies, I think. I think there's a little bit of that, and especially The Matrix in their earlier films before they made their transitions. Uh, but anyways, this has been a long podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys about all this stuff. We got really deep into, into some philosophy, but you can find all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord that Beatrice has mentioned now four or five times to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. We have a very active Genlock channel. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, OtakuGuy01. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, I don't know what else we have coming up soon. You guys have a Lego Movie 2 pod coming up, Beatrice? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, we do. Uh, we have more Promised Neverland coverage, and we have... We have Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince. Thank you. That's the big one. We have some Dragon Prince coverage coming up. And, uh, yeah... So thanks for listening, guys. It's been great. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care.